Hello, and welcome to the Zone of Hot Truth podcast by three aspiring DMs, where we talk about our opinions, takes, and just general goings-ons in the uh, TTRPG scene. I'm your host, Eric. I'm John, and I'd rather be playing a single-player game than this. I'm Grant, and I stopped playing Elden Ring to record this episode, so I was doing that. I'm in the Halig Tree? No spoilers. I'm in a second playthrough. Ooh, nice. Today we're talking about, uh, John mentions the whole uh, rather playing a solo RPG, uh, specifically a solo CRPG. Uh, Today we're talking about GM-less play. What's it like not having a GM? Uh, Is it uh, a kind of... uh, an interesting minefield of uh, not minefield, an interesting field of uh, harmony and sitting around a campfire, spreading stories, or is it a God? My analogies are terrible today. A chaotic mess of just pure anarchy. Grant, start us off, or do you want? I I think it's a nice idea in theory, but in practice, I think it would just be way too messy for the vast majority of like tabletop RPG systems that are out there to kind of smoothly implement in any sort of like cohesive game that isn't just going to be a one-off, we're taking a break from our normal campaign just because our DM's gone and all of us still want to play. Outside of that, I don't, I think, I don't think it's uh, feasible. So I'll talk a bit briefly about my, why my pitch is that it is. Uh, recently, um, I played Wander Home with another player, which is a really wonderful, cozy, uh, it's the best way to describe it is like Stardew Valley, having never personally played Stardew Valley. Uh, but I think that's kind of the comparison where both him and I main characters describe the world generally. And then when we would come to an NPC or an event or a location, one of us would say, do you want to do this or do you want me? And Whoever was interested would take the NPC, the player, the other player would just keep playing their character. Uh, We tried pretty hard to make sure there was no back and forth with one player talking to themselves. But it was kind of interesting, kind of it required a lot more trust to know the other person's not just going to drop the ball of improv. I mean, that's an interesting idea, but I mean, outside of talking to like a shopkeep, that that's a situation where it'd be relatively easy for someone to just be like, all right, I'm going to run the shop. But once you get into more complex situations, like let's say it's a larger social gathering, some sort of event in the town square or combat or hell, like who makes the dungeon that you're exploring? Do you just take turns making rooms? Like how do you keep any sort of like consistency or kind of cohesive theme or keep it from devolving into just basically people having to just quickly look to the right and be like, oh shit, roll on a roll table. I can't think of what's in the next room. Like... I think it, I think it could just fall apart pretty quickly if, if anything gets too complex. All so right, I, the, go ahead, go ahead. The, the way we did the way we did it, uh, the mechanics of the game uh, involves spending tokens, and it works out really well with with kind of solving and creating problems. But as far as how you would do it in a dungeon, say with your five E or your traditional uh, fantasy power fantasies, I think the way you could do it is almost like an Alice in Wonderland style dungeon where each room is non doesn't need to be thematically constrained by the rooms preceding it and following it. Uh, you open up a small little door and inside is this, uh, what is it? Uh, tea party really doesn't connect to the uh, very hungry caterpillar uh, just prior or the Cheshire cat down the road. It's just, this is this. And then you open the door and suddenly you're at the queen of hearts castle and it, 
does it all kind of tie together because you're all trying to pick up the batons from each other? Sure, but very loosely. And then eventually you can slay the Jabberwock. Alice in Wonderland, I think, is a, a DMless story. <laughs> I'm probably... <laughs> yes, because it's, because it's lol random. I... Alright, so... I guess I, I, I am, I, I share a similar opinion to Grant, uh, but it's harsher. I don't find uh, the idea or concept of a uh, DMLS game is particularly interesting. I think it works for Wander Home because it is a game purposely without combat. It is a game of exploration and um, like joyous finding of new things and spaces and worlds and that's that's really cool for uh a thing that allows you to procedurally generate that with where tools exist uh but the the game is completely built around that concept of like here is just the the, the book is just here is these tables of things for you to encounter it it, it doesn't require you to uh, figure out what's in the next room until you roll a dice to figure out what's in that next room and you can decide like you can like narrate and talk about that i don't think that works for most other games because it, like fifth edition it, as we have talked about before is predominantly a, a fighting game it's a game of power fantasy it's a game of a of good fighting evil or evil fighting evil sometimes if you're weird but it, it, it's this it's it's a conflict engine and I, I just don't think without somebody on the air quotes other side setting sure. up that conflict, I don't think that works. Have you ever tossed a baton? To, and I'm asking both of you guys. Uh, when you guys are either a DM or as a player where a DM has done this, where they've said like, oh, you play the shopkeeper. Or somebody starts chirping and it's like, oh, that's the random villager voicing their opinion. Does that ever happen in your guys' games, or is that just like a unique thing where no, I've happened to I've see I've asked that them to describe time? places. Never on the spot, and it's for the reason I think uh, that a DMless game is a, another reason why I think it's a problem, and that's... I, I've never done it on the spot. Like, in advance, I've let them know that next session, they might have a chance to do something like you just described, Eric. Like, you'll be able to, like, kind of run or narrate the scene, but it's always been, like, the week before or two weeks, so they have time to prep and think about it. Because if there's a DMless game and you are not relying just purely off of roll tables for anything that isn't just, like, a one-on-one -on -one conversation, like, nothing's prepped. You have nothing prepared. And you kind of can't prepare or prep something like that. So, like, it's really difficult to make any kind of, like, meaty encounter for some people because not everyone is, like, kind of... I don't want to say, like, cut out to DM because I think it is easy. Like, it's not hard, but, like... Not everyone wants to or likes doing that type of thing, or not everyone is going to be quote unquote as good at as it as other people. I I think that's bullshit. I I I think that like I I so I never would have a player play an NPC before. I I I have not before, and I would not. But I would and have had players uh, describe this space to me. Uh, and if I get a lot of, like, a, a space that their character is intimately familiar with, like, this is the club that they grow up in. Yeah. I, I'll have them narrate what they think that that looks like and the people that are in it. And if I'm getting a lot of, like, a, that is the thing that 
players should be players and DMs should be able to like improv a little bit in. And if 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 I'm getting a lot of um 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 um, I'll cut to somebody else and sure. and like ha- what 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 is what is your character doing during this? Uh, and then all right, let's come back and tell tell them finish telling me about this place. But I, they're they're adults playing a role playing game. They they can they can role play an improv. It's a game about improv. They'll figure it out. Sure. I mean, look at games like uh, Ten Candles, for example. I mean, there's a lot of Sure, there's one storyteller, or master of ceremonies. I forget what the what they use, what they call it. But there's a lot of up in the air improving of other players where they're creating something. And and I think even in their traditional five E games, I think you guys have players creating things. When you ask the player, what are you, what John just said is, what are you doing right now? Uh, I'm gonna go over. I'm walking around talking to people at tables. That's them creating people at tables. Maybe that scene is strictly set. Uh, I mean, maybe you guys are far better descriptors of space than I am. I am not. Uh, but but I, I don't say, when you walk into the tavern, three people are sitting at table one, zero people at two, X people at three, this people at four. I kind of say, you're in a tavern, it's decently crowded. And then when the players say, I'm going to walk over to a table who just has one person sitting there. They've created that. Now, is that GMless? No. But is it GMless like Kind of. Kind of right. I mean, they're jamming there. It, what it's, you're describing it's adjacent. is what you're describing is the basic the basic principles of improv. Uh, like it's it's yes and at its like most su- like simple. Like I say, a player will often ask me, "Is there any animals here?" Sure, why not? It's a city. There's probably birds or rats and shit. That question always gets a why. <laughs> yeah. Why are you looking? What what is the goal here? Because that question seems awfully loaded sometimes. Is there any daggers stuck in the tables? But why? 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 <laughs> why? Why do you need to know that? <laughs> there can be, but I need to. I need to know why I'm going to put this dagger in this table. Let's look at it from the other approach too. It's as far as not just a GMless game, maybe not like a playerless game. That might not be, but a player full game where a GM makes a character and puts them in the party. How do we feel about that? Where it's not just like an NPC following along, but a GM's character embedded within. I, I do not like them. It's uh, it's way too easy for a DM to assert too much control over the party. It's, I find that whenever there is a, a knowledgeable person that all of the a knowledgeable more powerful person that all of the dm or all the players look to that person and go what do we do and i don't i hate having to go i don't know you're you're the you're the players go in in game terms i think I it's more work to run fl- go ahead grant sorry i i flip back and forth on the idea of whether or not i like it or whether or not i hate it and i think this week is a i i want to say it's like it's fine and it's something that you can do, like, maybe once or twice, but, like, I really don't think it's a good idea. I think it's too easy to fall into some of the pitfalls that, that John what just mentioned. I, I feel like it could be easy to, like, kind of hog the spotlight and take it away from the players. Because when everyone's a player, everyone wants to have a few moments themselves for them to shine, like, do something cool or interact with, like, part of their backstory that the DM went out of their way to work into the game. But when you're the DM and you're now suddenly running a player, like, you're you're already taking up more of the spotlight. Like, 
you're running all the NPCs, the world, the encounter, you're building all of this. And now you have an NPC that gets to interact with it and do cool things and do awesome things. Like, the players are supposed to do the awesome things. Like, if you want to do something cool as the DM, like, you can just strictly use NPCs or enemies or monsters that the players are fighting. But the second you make, like, a playable character as the DM, you're starting to take even more of that spotlight and shift even more of the focus of the game and gameplay time away from your players and to yourself. And it, I feel like it could be very hard to balance that correctly for a lot of people, myself included, but probably. Well, let's look at this synergy here as we, I'm going to take this topic and overlap it on top of a previous topic. Totally planned. Um, we talked about letting players create, uh, which is described, like telling John what you mentioned, describe this scene, this clubhouse where you're at. Uh, is that not a decent time for the, in the DMPC to take a little, that be their moment to shine where, the DM kind of soft tosses the baton to another player to kind of create the clubhouse and who's within here. Or is that, or is that probably like too clever by half? I, I think it, I, I'm like split on it because there's, there's some points where uh, yeah, you want the, you want the, you want the player to be able to describe what's in that clubhouse, but also you have a reason that that clubhouse is there. Presumably a place for quest hooks that you need, like, what are you going to say? And on top of that, there's a dark shadowy man standing in the corner, uh, or like there's a dancer that's staring straight at you. I, it, that becomes awkward when the, when the baton gets handed back, that it kind of requires some premeditation of knowing what they're going to say to be able to set up something like, to throw back to the players yeah which is why i feel like a lot of these ideas could be great for like a one-off session because if you end up creating like some fever dream of like a three four hour game of DD, that can be really awesome. fun <laughs> and that could be really memorable and look that can be awesome like i would love to do that like once and then get back to our reg regular scheduled program i don't know if it sounds fun once i as but it, but it could be, because things like Ten Candles that Eric mentioned earlier, like, Ten Candles works. Hey, yeah, shoving a candle on my butt could be fun. I, I Okay, I but, know. like, it, it can work, and there are games that are designed around doing this, so there's no reason you couldn't do it in, like, most tabletop RPGs. I just think, just like Ten Candles, it's a great one-off experience. I just chose to ignore John's comment. Let's keep it Chris, moving. You had a very mindful and interesting comment that was... Ultimately, kind of completely derailed. I don't know by John. Not, derailed's not the right word. I don't know. It was the first overshadowed. Like, might it was be the first inappropriate thing that I could come to mind. See, of... and, but what just happened here? This clashing of things. I think this is exactly what can happen in the baton pass-offs when there isn't no, a no. DM. Wow. This is why John is not at your table. <laughs> this, this also is maybe why. that's more accurate. <laughs> this is a this is a problem player issue. That's true. I am a not a player. game system issue. That's I'm I'm the definition of a problem player. On that, let's cut to our patented final thoughts. I, yeah, I don't know. I, I talked about how I, I think this is like an uninteresting and like undesirable thing. I, I, I'm not sure that I, I would not try a different system that's trying to squeeze this in. That sounds incredibly unenjoyable and uh, not my jam. I, I am interested to try Wander Home, 
because it, it is a game designed around this. I'm interested to try... Oh, help me out, Eric. There's a, uh, like, a Norse apocalypse game that is uh, solo-based. Oh, Ironsworn. Thank you. Ironsworn. I'm interested in, like, trying... Super fun, by the way. I, I'm interested in trying that. Oh, Grant's writing it down. Uh, but uh, trying to leverage a game into making this work... Uh, rather shove that candle up my ass. God damn it, I have to follow that again. I, it's less powerful this, this time. This is acknowledging. Keep acknowledging it. I, I think generally the most mileage you can get out of this is just maybe you can do it once in a blue moon. I think it could be fun. But if you're going to do it, I, I feel like tell everyone like two weeks in advance. Ask them to prep like one room of a dungeon. And then like when you run the session, that's what it is. That way when the baton does get passed off, everyone has actually had some time to think and prep and prepare something. And I think in a situation like that, you could get like an interesting game where like each person at the table DMs a different room as you're going through this dungeon or this this session. So in the times where I've done DMless or GMless, um, a couple of things that I'd point out that are particularly important is trust. Um when you're tossing that baton to the other player, there has to be an element of trust that you know they're going to not just watch the baton hit the ground and be like, well, end scene. Um, that they're going to keep trying to engage with you and push it back and forth. Um, I'll hype up Wander Home for a lot of reasons. Ten Candles, I think, is a little... There's still there's a uh, Master of Ceremonies, but it's not as solely strict. Uh, I would really hype up Wander Home. Iron Sworn's great. Uh, Starforged, I think, is better, which is the same system, but a sci-fi um, rule set, a little more updated. Um, the other thing I, I will just briefly squeeze in here is I think safety tools are all the more important. Um, being able to set clear lines and veils or to be able to know, okay, this is not something where another player starts to develop a scene to have some way of cutting the scene shorter. But love to hear your experiences running... Uh, these types of systems, especially um, Wander Home and Iron Sworn, I think are the two big ones that I hear the most that are GMless by not default, but kind of by default. I and I do agree that there is a pretty maybe there's a pretty cool uh, power fantasy uh, DMless thing that's uh, like John described a fever dream. If you've done this before, please let us know on Twitter. Um, love to hear about you and your stories. Would also love to hear uh, any feedback about podcast or any other types of episodes we should do but at the end of the day thank you for listening and try using candles to build ambiance in your D, &D sessions keep them out on the table please <laughs>